Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. We begin Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah! with the 1993's Nowhere to Run. Nowhere to run to, baby. Nowhere to hide. That's the one. <laughs> yes. Uh, but first. Oh, yeah. We're too sober to do this. Uh, from Boatswain, we have an HLV Heavy Lift Vessel Ale. 7% alcohol by volume. Nice. Boatswain. Uh, beers are unique brews in small batches. Our ale has aromas and flavors of sweet roasted malts, balanced with moderate business coming from high level of hops. Boom. Boom. And it's in a can. Are you ready? <laughs> ready. Oh, my top. All right, I have a Tempest glass. Ooh. Tempest from the Atari game. <laughs> and four. Yeah, this is oh. a. Ooh. We want to get it in the glass. No, it's going down my top, which is now popped. <laughs> All right, wow, this is a super clear beer. It's kind of an ambery color. It's got a light khaki-colored head. Um, yeah, nice malty aroma to it. Yeah. 
super malt forward. You get a little bit of that uh, hoppiness just to balance it out. Steve's going in for the sip. Yeah, it's a good, like a bready, almost like a like a rye bread kind of. Yeah, that's a to good, good. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's kind of rye-ish. Little little earthy hops to it a little bit. Yeah, this is like a well, the, one of those nice rolls at the fancy restaurants. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's drink this. Mm -hmm. Try some Botzane. Ah, so nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. Uh, of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, directed by Robert Harmon. Uh, he directed The Hitcher uh, with <laughs> Michael Rookerhauer and uh, <laughs> C. Thomas Howell back in the day. Yeah. Uh, he directed this, They, Highwaymen, um, mm. and basically since like the mid-90s he's just been making those uh, Tom Selleck movies, the, the Jesse Stone movies. Yeah. And, uh, he works on Blue Bloods now. Excellent. But uh, it was also written by Joe Esterhaus. Uh, that name may sound familiar. Sure, sure. <laughs> he's the writer of uh, such classics as Flashdance, Basic Instinct, Sliver, Jade, Showgirls, and apparently Nowhere to Run. <laughs> all right. <laughs> By the way, spoiler alert: this is completely different from all of those other movies. But I don't know what you're what you're talking about. I guess there are some gratuitous boobies. Ooh, spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stars Jean Claude Van Damme. As Sam Gillen. <laughs> uh, there's also Rosanna Arquette, uh, Kieran Culkin, uh, little brother of Macaulay Culkin, uh, as Mookie, which was awesome. Uh, Ted Levine, Joss Ackland, and I guess starting from the opening scene, we have to go with the real star of this movie, Sven Olthorsen. Yeah! Smoking a cigar on a bus. <laughs> Yes, on a prison bus. On a prison bus. I didn't, I didn't think he'd be allowed to do that, but nope, that's what he's doing. Obviously he is. <laughs> uh, so Are you going to stop Sven Thorson from smoking on a bus? Hell no. <laughs> Couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we start out on a, a prison bus on a highway in the middle of nowhere. Damn, did they ever really say where this takes place? I assumed it was like Arizona or like California, like like East California, somewhere, they mentioned somewhere the in the valley, southwest. but yeah, no, I don't think they... I don't think they did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, see the star Sven Olforsen smoking a cigar, but then Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, kind of pops in the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bus is just driving along, and there's a T-bird, pulls up, uh, tries to pass it on the freeway, and then just makes a hard cut in front of the way. I was thinking, oh, that T-bird's gone, it's going to get plowed. Nope, instead nope. the bus pulls a hard left, flips around a couple times, and everybody's <laughs> like on the ground ah oh, what's happening ah oh, we're still handcuffed to everything ah oh, my leg and uh yeah in the confusion uh Jean-Claude's like calling out oh my leg I think it's broken my leg ah <laughs> and so the uh the, one of the guards like locks the the gun away in the little mini safe there up front gets the keys goes back and he's like oh my leg my leg ah my arm goes, is it your arm or your leg no, it's your face! Wapa! Elbow right in the face. Yeah. Which, by the way, you just knocked unconscious the guy with the keys. Yeah. But you're still handcuffed. Yeah. Well, the, and then, of course, they grab the keys. Everybody starts unlocking no. themselves. The guy in the car gets out, gets the other guard at gunpoint, oh, forces yeah, yeah. him back into the van. He gets the keys from the unconscious guard, and then that guy unlocks everybody. Because they're all beating the hell out of the guy with the keys, and it's like, guys... Get un uncuffed, then beat the hell out of him. You only need like two of you beating the crap out of him. The rest of you could be like undoing your chains, yeah. But they make a run for it. The guy that was in the T-bird 
uh, him and Jean-Claude get out of the bus. They're free to go. Oh, somebody's trying to check their car. What? <laughs> Who could have pictured that? Yeah, so they got to run out there, and uh, one, of, one of them has a shotgun from one of the guards, and so, yeah, a little ass Wait, kicking. Hobo with a shotgun? <laughs> a prisoner with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Not a hobo. Mm-hmm. That's a different Worst movie. commentary ever. Worst commentary ever. <laughs> Just because he's a man without a home does not make him homeless. You're right. A hobo would be someone who is homeward bound. <laughs> mm. That's what hobo stands for. Is it really? Hobo, homeward bound. Steve's mind just blew. Did you hear that, guys? You do, you do what Notoru is? I don't. Nowhere to run. Oh, shit! Notoru! <laughs> I'm sure it's also some anime character. I'm right. Aware of. <laughs> Somebody out there is screaming in full nerd rage. <laughs> it's in Death Note, you assholes! <laughs> so no, we run. No, um, but yeah, so they fight off the guys. They get in the T-Bird and they start just driving off. Home free. Woo! We made it! We made it! And then one of the guards apparently pulls out his sniper rifle. Yeah, they uh, should have double tapped. Yeah, right. <laughs> what I've learned from movies, all movies, always, always double, double tap. tap. Uh, pulls out the little sniper rifle from like I don't know half mile down the road or whatever shoots at the t-bird right through the neck of the passenger yeah so he starts bleeding and uh, I did like his uh, last words his should have been me doing the time not you at least I won't have that hanging over my head the rest of my life yeah (laughs) (laughs) That's that's right. That's right. You uh, you okay? I forgive you. Uh, I'll try. His name was Billy because I have uh, they, and then they Billy 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 no Billy no. He buries Billy under an old oak tree somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Eventually, right? So, some developer when they develop that land is going to be, <laughs> going to be mildly confused. Holy shit! There's a guy with a shotgun shell to the back of the head. And then uh, Jean-Claude goes to the gas station because he needs uh, some supplies and stuff. Yeah. Oh, apparently... Um, oh, Billy th- packed a, him a... Uh, what What are they? A bug-out bag. Yeah, a bug-out <laughs> bag. Yeah, basically just full of cash and a tape recorder. And a suit. Oh, and a suit. That's right. Yeah, that's right, because Jean-Claude's wearing a suit. And he's talking to the guy at the, the convenience store, and he's basically like, Ah, going hunting, huh? And he's uh, like, what, yeah. what are you doing up here? And Jean-Claude goes, I'm hunting. And a suit, huh? And then Jean-Claude, like, pulls out his gun and is like... No, no, no. They ask, what are you hunting? Pink Pink flamingos. flamingos. And then that's when something comes on the radio about escaped convict being on the loose, blah, blah, blah. They're just kind of looking at each other and Jean-Claude's like, you ever see pink flamingos around here? No, sir. No. No, sir. Never. Never. All right. Tell me to show you. (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then we cut to him finding like the nicest camping spot ever oh yeah side of a lake <laughs> oh apparently he got oh he got rum cigarettes and a steak at the convenience store yes yes because he's cooking his steak because apparently that's all he eats in this movie yeah that's all, that's all a man really needs mmm you just need a big steak mm-hmm. need a big hunk of meat crammed down your throat just meat just meat yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> we both know I'm the carnivore in the relationship. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Seems like, damn it, woman, eat some veggies. <laughs> oh, and so so eventually he listens to, like, the tape recording yeah. that was with him. If and you're listening to this, it's Billy. Hey, I must be dead, so I guess I can't tell you in person. Well, here's your your share, your cut. 
That's a deal. Plus, I guess mine, since I guess I'm dead. Have a great day. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. And I'll see you soon. No, not quite. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Like, does he listen to the tape recorder until... He doesn't listen to the tape recording until after he talks to the kid. Both have their boxes. Yeah, okay. we've cut ahead. So Miller. he's sleeping and eating steak in the woods. Yeah. And a little kid. No, no, oh, no, no, he no, steals no, no, salt. That's yeah, right. yeah, they say he wakes up in the, just randomly in the middle of the night and is like, I didn't hear anything, so I don't know if it's like he heard something and went to go check it out or whatever, but he basically just like gets up, looks around a little bit, and then starts walking off and basically comes across this, across this farmhouse. Yeah. Uh, peeps in and... Uh, oh, he's the creepiest peeping Tom oh ever. That is like a super creepy scene. He's watching a mom tuck her kids into bed, and then he watches mom go and take a shower. Then he goes in and steals a salt shaker. Yeah. It is a uh, but but as he's getting away, like he made a noise or something, and the the son Mookie or whatever comes down and like as the he's like running Culkin. away, yeah, the, the little Culkin, Kieran, the little Culkin. Uh, as he's like running away across the field or whatever, the little kid sees him and was like, "Huh, wonder who that is? Maybe it's my dad or something." It's the ghost of my dad stealing the salt shaker. Yeah, and then we have the morning where uh, the brother, the sister, and mom are cooking, and mom's a little distraught. And the sister asks for the salt, and nobody can find the salt shaker. And the son goes, E.T. took it! I saw him! And Mom's just like, stop being a fucking little liar! <laughs> By the way, <laughs> Mom, much. Mrs. Arquette, she looks like a drug whore, right? A little bit, yeah. She looks like she's been doing heroin. I mean, maybe... I mean, it was early 90s. Maybe that was the look back then. Yeah, I, I don't I was know. 12, She so. She was kind of gaunt with really dark circles around her eyes. <laughs> it's called eyeshadow. Also, oh, and historical smoking. She's smoking in the kitchen. That's true. Uh, oh, that's also the first time there's one of their uh, earthquakes that yeah. go on. Uh, basically, there's a developer nearby just blowing shit up. It's Mommy, explained a little later. is that the dynamite? Yes, honey, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's also where we find out the kids are named Mookie and uh, what was the girl's name? Convenient I, to the plot. I know, I know mom's <laughs> name is Clyde. I'm like, what? Uh, All right. Uh. Well, the poor little girl has, like, no screen time, so she's plot convenience. Oh, yeah, and it's at this time when the the, the little kid looks into his, his dad's, uh, basically a little, a little box he has. That's, uh, oh, because mom doesn't him believe him, so he runs away from the table, yeah. runs out the door, goes out to the barn finds his little daddy memory box and he's opening it and then we have this great back and forth cut scene between uh, the the son remembering his dad and Jean-Claude remembering Billy. Good old Billy. Ugh. Gone too soon. Waste. But one of the things in uh, in Mookie's box uh, after a couple layers of pictures and newspaper clippings and I think there was like a baseball glove and then there's a gun and I'm Dad's like Dad's gun. Ooh, six shooter with my little eight year old Colkin. This could get really interesting for intruders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's another explode quake. And that's when we uh we are introduced to uh the head of the mining corporation, played by Joss Ackland. Uh you may know him as Diplomatic Immunity <laughs> from Lethal Weapon Two. Uh, <laughs> just just a great evil dude voice. I, yeah. I, I'd like to see him in a rom-com if he's still right? around with us. But, uh, and we're also introduced to uh, Mr. Dunstan. Who's uh, Mr. Dunstan, Steve? Uh, he's some hired muscle played by Ted Levine. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you may know him as Buffalo Bill or the cop from Monk. Yeah, he's the, uh, the police chief. <laughs> They're talking to... Uh, the two of them are just talking like how they need this uh, 
120 acres that the family owns, you know, this farmhouse. It's right in the middle of this development they're trying to do. They'll make them like a billion dollars or something like that. And then the local sheriff, I guess, comes in. Local sheriff who looks like Michael Bay. Like, he's got, like, little flowy highlighted hair and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, and he's also apparently banging the mom, which yeah. you know, good, good for him. Small town. Get what you can get. But, yeah, they're, they're basically, like, introducing each other because yeah, they... Uh, introducing Mr. Dunstan and the cop. Basically, there's a the little magic trick that Mr. Dunstan does. We're like, ah, oh, pick your card. Oh, is this your card? No? Ah, oh, oh, must be getting weird. rusty. Anyway, here's your payoff. And then as he's the cop's going through his payoff later, the card's in there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so he's a magician. <laughs> yeah, and he knows about the payoff. Right. Yeah, he's a shady son of a bitch in this, and I love it. Oh, it's around this time, Mookie follows uh jcvd out to his camping Sam. spot and <laughs> don't you know how to make a fire it's not even burning right by the way while jean-claude van damme is sh- bathing in the lake oh no no, no. For, first he's in his uh his tent looking at top heavy magazine oh that's right <laughs> do you like boobies i think boobies are gross yeah uh, but then, then it's smash cut to the next morning when jean-claude's neck had taken a yeah. little, little bath in the lake and Macaulay Culkin shows up and just kind of tells him how so to So does the daughter. Speak. Yeah, the, da- the so daughter shows up and it's like, what? what is wrong with you kids? Oh, that's Jean-Claude's look. He's like, oh, this is not going to end well for me. <laughs> but, but you find out why the kids are like that later on in the show because they have a weird relationship with their mom. They have a weird relationship with their mom. <laughs> Some weird shit going on in that house. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the, the three of them are just living out there all by themselves. They just have no boundaries, no... Uh, know anything just talk about whatever apparently the kids don't go to school yeah uh, it's also around this time we found out the uh the dad died from an aneurysm a few years earlier and... Disney disease oh that's right there was the part where like towards the end of that scene like you hear the mom's voice calling for them i'm like oh shit is the mom gonna pop up right right oh and remember remember this bathing scene for later because yeah. it comes up oh yeah yeah that night, uh, there's a cow that's murdered at their farm. I guess when yeah. they're driving back from town. And then they get attacked by, like, three dudes. Yeah, the guy is, is bashes all the windows in on the pickup with mom and the two kids inside with a giant-ass baseball bat screaming, get out of the car. Oh, yeah, and the other guy has, like, the bail hook. and Yeah! Wait, you want us to get out of the car? Be... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's not going to and happen, sir. of course, sir. mom gets it, like, high-centered on a <sighs> yeah. fucking hunk of dirt. Yeah. And that's when Jean-Claude must show up. You must leave. Now. Oh, screw you, asshole. And then he get, just starts roundhouse kicking motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we get to the roundhouse quicks, kicks quick in this one. Throws the one guy's head through, like, the headlight. And it's like, yeah. oh, you're, you're fucking up that truck. I know. <laughs> she, already, afford, she already has so much work to do on it now. She can't afford the bank, t- <laughs> the new windows, or paying the bank anyway. That's just going to make it worse. Right? <laughs> Oh, and it's also around this time, like, like the Mookie's, like, screaming out, Sam, Sam, help! And he's like, wait, you know this guy? <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who lives down at the lake in a tent. But what? <laughs> yeah, so, like, cut to, he's in their dining room, eating, and she's like, I don't allow, what are you doing here? And he's like, I was camping down at the lake, and she's like, I don't allow camping on my land. I was just doing a little bit of hunting. I don't allow hunting, either. Where are you from? Quebec. Quebec. Of course you are. <laughs> well, you can stay in the barn, I guess. <laughs> well, it's like at that point, it's like, all right, I got a nice little camp spot by a lake. 
Or I could be in a barn covered in horseshit. Is that really an upgrade? As, if it, no, as long as it's not land. raining? Or, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just one of those things like, oh, you're a lonely drifter who's been talking to my children. Yeah. And also, by the way, obviously has substantial fighting skills because you fought off three goons by yourself. <laughs> Why don't you sleep in my shed? Yeah, yeah. Stay as close as possible. Oh, you, you know what? Ooh, I'm gonna put, I'm going to put you up in my barn because that's where... Like, my income, my my cows, and my horses are. Yeah. 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 It makes perfect sense. Uh, so the next morning, uh, she brings him a dead man's clothes. Yes, she does. Um, <laughs> her, her husband's clothes. Because uh, he's been in the suit the whole time and probably smelling he, pretty ripe. He must wear the pants of a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> they oh. are also cursed. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then he's taking a shower in the house and the... Uh, someone pulls back the curtain and it's the cop holding a gun to his head. What the hell like, are you? Who are you? What the fuck are you doing here? He's like, it's okay. I am a friend of uh, Clyde's or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Clyde's. She's the stupidest fucking name in the world. God damn it. <laughs> and then she comes up and is like, what are you doing? Put the gun down. He's like, <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? And she's like, he's my cousin while checking out his dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, then, <laughs> and like, he just said, you're a friend. A third cousin on my mother's side. Come, come on, put the gun down. You really think I saw strange men shower in my house? Yeah. <laughs> Long <laughs> pause and look. Long pause of remembering the first time they met, I'm sure. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then they have breakfast. Uh, and that's when I commented on the uh, brown water that JCVD was drinking. Yeah, well, I'm assuming it's that whiskey he bought from the old man. Mm, maybe. Maybe just a lot of ice or something. <laughs> it definitely couldn't be from impact drilling around no, them. No, no fracking or whatever going on in the area. Right? I mean, it is flammable, all of it. <laughs> and then uh, the daughter Bree, that's her name. Yes, Bree. Bree. Okay. When you're named after a cheese and it's the least weird name in the family. <laughs> Why did I not remember that? <laughs> uh, but Bree says, he has a big penis. And How do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. Mom has zero follow-up questions. Yeah, she's like, well, yeah, how did you see it? Oh, yeah, I saw it down at the lake. You've seen it, right? And it's kind of like, well, well, yeah, but I'm a grown-up. <laughs> and JCVD has got to look at his face like, I'll, I'll show myself out. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to keep eating the steak and pretending I don't hear this conversation. <laughs> Steve, what would you do if... What is she conservatively four, five? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe five, five or six. Was yeah. just like, Steve, you have a big penis. I saw it down at the lake. Tell no one <laughs> ever. I don't care if it's the most innocent, like accidental, whatever bullshit in the entire world. <laughs> you know, we were both walking around the corner and I accidentally slapped her across the face <laughs> with it. it. It happens. Like what? I mean, they just don't make swim trunks in your size. <laughs> they just don't. There's a little peekaboo, you know. <laughs> Oh, the entire podcast audience is vomiting right now. Hi, Mom! <laughs> hey! Uh, so yeah, it's around this time, um, oh my god, Joss Ackland, the, the bad guy. Oh, Franklin Hale, the, Hale. the developer. Yeah. Uh, he comes around, he basically makes an offer on the 120 acres, and she's like, I'm not selling, this is bullshit. Yeah, he, he needs to build a development all the way through there and apparently he can't build it around her and choke her out yeah, which yeah. is what they do in real life that is they just absolutely what out. they do they just circle around them and then it's like oh you can't get any water the road doesn't go through to you you're oh you can't move your cattle because they're not allowed on our private streets exactly oh did we just rezone you and it's no longer available for uh, for large animal agriculture <laughs> but then they would have to rename the movie nowhere to run 
to somewhere to stay. Right. Until you sell. <laughs> uh. Settling until you're bought out. <laughs> Nobody's going to see that movie. Nobody. What's JC going to do? Oh, he's going to file a junction. <laughs> oh, he talks about that. He, oh, yeah, yeah. He basically there's... does a full, don't you need a red war- or warrant or something? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's like a, a part there where he, he, he jokes about learning to fight in law school. But then it's like, he also seems to have a little bit of knowledge of the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're like, uh, well, we'll just like wait till you get foreclosed on. And he's like, oh, well, they'll have to get a, a, a writ and then uh, that'll take at least six months. And by then we can get the money together and then you can get an injunction and yeah. that'll take almost a year. And then it's not. <laughs> <laughs> In Canada, our, our education is free. Even the criminals are smarter than you. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably true, goddammit. <laughs> By the way, perfect impression of uh, Brendan from uh, What Were They Thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a little city hall meeting where uh, Franklin Hale's basically telling everybody, look, I'm just going to turn this city and take it to the 21st century. It's all yeah. a big investment. You're going to be I'm rich. I'm going to drop $7 billion into your community, like yeah. just for a few people having to relocate. And there are a couple people talking like, ah, oh, we're not selling. One of which is uh, uh, Clyde's neighbor. Smash cut to the next night. The neighbor's barn is on fire. Oh, and... shit. So the son apparently notices it first. And instead of telling his mom, calling the fire department, he runs to get Sam. Yeah. He just wakes up Sam. He's like, Sam, Sam, come on. We got to go. You got to what, what? No, no, you got to come with me. I'm not going to tell you. 20 minutes later, I feel like you could have explained it already. No, no. Realize we had to run a half mile to get this far to the neighbor's house because we're on 120 acres, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but don't worry about it. Yeah, but yeah, the burns on fire, and uh, the the father's in there trying to save the horses. Uh, so Jean Claude goes in and try to help out. And there's there's a point where like the the upper part of the barn like collapses on the dad yes, with like flaming bales, bales of hay. <laughs> By the like, way, fun Ooh. fact: most hay bales about 120 pounds a piece. Yeah, uh, so he's dead. Uh, um, no, but see, they're on oh, fire, so technically <laughs> they're losing poundage by the minute. <laughs> oh, okay, so he's perfectly fine. All right. Uh, so JCVD pulls him out of there, brushes him off gently, and they go out of the barn with the horses. And uh, all is good. Oh, wait, no, it's not, because now the fire's getting near the propane tanks. Oh, no, they're going to blow. Everybody run. So how's uh, Jean-Claude going to save the day now? Well, it's not saved by Caterpillar, but close. He jumps on a Ford tractor and backs it right into the water tower. Yeah. But the water tower just is too well built. God damn that American work ethic. Seems to keep bashing the water tower. And then it collapses and it floods the propane tank. Which is, they're showing it like bubbling and stuff. And I'm going to go ahead and say, if the metal is so hot that it's starting to expand already, dropping a bunch of cold water on it yep. might be the quickest way to just pop it. Exactly, you get a little crack on the tank, it starts leaking out of there, and then, now it's just coming out of there like a flamethrower. Yeah. At least for a few seconds until it gets back into the tank. Right. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. No, no, no. He saves the day. Yeah. So yeah, so that night, uh, he puts uh, puts the kids to bed. <laughs> Good night, little children who have seen my penis. Yeah, exactly. And then he goes to like see the mom too, and the mom's just there crying. Shall I tuck you into bed as well? I, I, I think she says like, "Would you like to stay stay in my bed tonight?" No, I could not take advantage of a woman like you. Yeah, 
then like I think the cop shows up like almost immediately to take advantage of a woman like her. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so Jean Claude goes to bed, and then she hears a noise. So she goes out, and uh, the cop is drunk on her porch. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and he's just like, "You really should just sell because I'm off to do things I don't want to do." By the way, it's not too late to you know. Uh... Uh, Whiskey Dick hasn't made his appearance yet. <laughs> uh... Get it while you can! <laughs> <laughs> going once! Going twice! <laughs> and she's just basically like, mm, not really into it. Kids are asleep. I gotta, I, uh, I, I uh, just saved a family from a burning barn. Um, You're not still upset over the bullshit, are you? <laughs> God damn it. They just, they just need to sell and then the shit wouldn't happen. You know what? Fuck you! Fuck you! And when you're ready to sleep with me, you call me! And then he storms off. <laughs> Did I misinterpret that scene at all? That was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're reading the script there for a minute. Right? By Joe Esterhouse. Uh, the <laughs> next morning, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, Sam and uh, Mookie are, ba- well, Sam is basically rebuilding uh, a bike, a motorcycle. He just found in the garage. Yeah. Uh, so he's at the hardware store with Mookie getting some uh, some things. And he's getting a uh, brake fluid and some degreaser and some part. Yeah, yeah. Just stuff yeah. to get it tuned up and ready to go. He just had a conversation about the brake fluid because he was like, it won't start without that. And I'm like, pretty uh, sure lots of people have started oh, motorcycles with yeah. no brakes. It, it starts just fine. The stopping exactly. part. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, that's Maybe wh- he did say stop and I misheard and thought it was start. Uh, what? You misunderstood Jean-Claude Van Damme somehow? I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Internet, flame me. He, he cannot stop without it. Huh? He cannot stop without it. He can't start without it? He cannot stop without it. Yeah, he can't start without it. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure it can't start. No, I cannot stop. No, you can start it. Can I stop? It'll, no, no it'll, stop. it'll achieve combustion. <laughs> Watch me dance. <laughs> he is a good dancer. <laughs> so that's when he's introduced to Mr. Dunstan. Yeah. He uh, basically comes up behind him menacingly and asks him, like, hey. hey. What kind of car are you working on? You ain't from around here, are you? (laughs) You are not either. Well played. (laughs) (laughs) So that's cute kids you got with you. Is he he yours? Legitimate? Illegitimate? Eh? Eh? (laughs) Oh, never written down. This is also where the weird scene with... uh... (laughs) <laughs> the, the guys at the the mining site like all the three guys sitting on the the bulldozer like on yes. the other side of the driver and one of them's in a suit and they're just having this discussion that is like oh, we're, we're a little behind schedule but as soon as we get that plot of land we have to get that plot of land in the next week otherwise our we stakeholders our yeah we lose our permits or whatever and, and it's like there's no other place you guys could have this conversation don't right worry now. it's being taken care of you know, by other sources. I never said I was worried. I just wanted to get to work. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, guys. Somebody's going to hear you. Somebody in that company is not getting paid enough to oh, l- yeah. listen to your bullshit. <laughs> so, I will tell you that right now. So, somebody there is considering blowing the whistle on that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are uh, hefty rewards for those whistleblowers. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at the farmhouse, um, the kids are watching uh, the tape of their parents wedding because kids have ever wanted to see such a thing mommy is that what daddy looked like on your wedding day yes this is our wedding day (laughs) hey hey sam come see my dad by the way the choreography and the cuts on this film 
fantastic. Yeah, also, it's like a projector. <laughs> so who has on the same reel? First off, it's reel to reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has on the same reel? It just goes straight from their wedding to the kids both being like two and four and dad buying a motorcycle. Yeah, and then and then just a cut of the mom and dad making out on the porch. Yeah. Who Who's holding the camera? <laughs> I doubt her mother is like our mothers, and would just be like, "Oh, look at this smooch, smooch, smooch. Oh yeah, grab her butt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get in there deep. I'm gonna put this on the the YouTube. <laughs> Your I mom re- would say that, and you know it. Probably. I remember when that was in me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. <laughs> I made that thing you're making out with. That's both of our moms. <laughs> Hi, mom. Yeah. Oh, and then the that night, um, it's when the guys from the mining company are like uh, basically oiling the fields, like they're yeah. stabbing a bunch of the barrels. No, not in a sensual way. No, no, <laughs> no not in a sensual way. No, they just have uh, big, big fifty-five gallon drums of crude oil, and they're punching holes in it and basically salting the earth so nothing can ever grow again. Mm-hmm. Which I'm gonna go ahead and say is gonna be hard when you guys go to lay down that turf. No, no, turf is the, the grass that's all rolled up. Oh, sod. The sod. sod yeah, the sod. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it, yeah. So yeah, but Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme has to spin kick them all into oblivion. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well, the guy even tries to, like, run them over with the, like, bulldozer yeah. or whatever. And uh, I think he ended up knocking out that guy with a big old, like, two-by-four. He says, strike three, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We got a, we got our... our cr- would be one-liners right by the way at this exact moment in this movie is where i'm like this company would be absolutely fucked oh they're fucked not only would they have to pay future earnings for the next 30 years out of that field or whatever so we're talking millions of dollars plus i mean there's evidence of fucking attacks and oh yeah uh, no she owns the company company now Yeah. yeah Now she has diplomatic immunity. <laughs> right? Yeah, their their equipment, they're going to be able it's, it's going to be easy to trace that they bought a bunch of crude oil. Her, their guys, their guys are all going to be in the hospital. will be like, "Yes, I beat the hell out of three guys who were dumping oil in my field. Here's the oil. Here are the fingerprints. Those are the guys in the hospital." <laughs> they're the ones with the uh, knuckles about this size in the face. Aren't you a wanted criminal? Let's not look at that right now. That's for another trial that I plan on getting away scot-free with, all right? Billy Jack? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, what are we going to do those god-awful movies? I think we can only do the first one. <laughs> I don't think I can make it through the other two. <laughs> you almost they, didn't make it they, through the first they one. They get progressively longer and more pointless. <laughs> I know we watched them all, but we were doing other things. Yeah, yeah. They were just on. That's the best way to watch it, not paying attention <laughs> to it. Uh, no, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's around this time uh, the sheriff shows up and roughs up uh, Jean-Claude, like handcuffs him to the door and just starts beating the shit out of him. With no, a uh, handcuffs his hands behind his back and then uh, starts slamming him into the side of the barn. He hit him with the broadside of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently the cop had a plan before Sam came along. He was going to... had a plan! You're fucking it up! She's going to have to suffer now because of you! She just needs to move, okay, man? Then she won't have to suffer! This is all your fault. We'll kick you in the crotch a bunch of times. <laughs> Again, reading from the script. You know. <laughs> anyway. uh, but he uh, makes his way back to the farmhouse, and uh, Clytie goes, Oh my god, what happened? Uh, so then she takes him upstairs, cleans him off, uh, tends to his wounds, and then glazes his ham. <laughs> um, 
It's true. For those of you who did this for our last episode, glazing the ham is I think a they can one. I think they can you figure can, out you, you can image it, right? You know. Um, what was the last time you got your ham glazed? Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so we get more of Roseanne Arquette's boobs. Oh yeah, and then it's like the next morning uh Dunstan just kinda shows up with the little girl on the front porch. Yeah. Like, oh, is this little girl yours? He almost got away. I was going to play and he wanted to play with me. He can do magic tricks. Uh, he also has a really big dick. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that to be part of it too. Like, Whoa! Well, I can explain that part. He's like, "Ah, oh, you don't have to." No. <laughs> but JCV comes out. And he's basically like, "Get in the house. I got to talk to this guy." And they have a little stare down and talk like, "You should just convince her to sign. Otherwise, you gotta mess with me." I'm like, I look forward to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's around this time they uh, they finally find out who Jean Claude is. Like. Oh, yeah, I guess it was that guy that escaped from prison like a week ago. We totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> All this damn news from 1993 getting in the way and confusing us. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, so, so yeah, the cop shows up, tells Clyde, who, like, like it's, it's a distant way so you don't hear the exact words, but he's basically telling the mom, like, oh, yeah, he's an escaped criminal, blah, blah, blah. I c- kind of have to take him into jail, like, tomorrow at the latest or something. <laughs> and she just gives a look like... Of course he is. And, like, walks back into the house. Right? It's not, not like a shock, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I've been banging an right? escaped criminal. I should have known. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, of course. Fool me once. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, and then uh, she uh, confronts Jean-Claude at some point and is just like, why didn't you tell me? You could have just let me know. Yeah, yeah so it was around that time Jean-Claude's like, Okay, I'm just going to take the motorcycle and leave then. <laughs> um, and basically he stops, I don't know, 10 minutes outside of town at a diner to get some breakfast. And uh, another cop shows up. Just, just you know, regular cop. Regular cop. Uh, checks... Uh, oh, no, it, because... Uh, so there is a cut to in the office with uh, Hale and those guys. And they're like, I think... Uh, they go, oh, our little officer friend said this guy is uh, was part of this escaped these escaped convicts, and he, you know, we don't want a bunch of feds running around, but yeah. perhaps we should let the fed, perhaps we should just let them know where he is anyway. So now the cops are on the lookout for him. Oh, okay. Talk to him with the diner, and then mm-hmm. you know Sam just gets up and leaves. But the cop gets the license plate on the motorcycle, and I'm sure runs it, and basically is like, oh, it's stolen, blah blah blah. Uh, so then there's Jean-Claude at another camping spot being quietly surrounded by cops, but he sees it and he does that like from a crouching position, jumping up and into the <laughs> motorcycle and on the first kick it starts right up and he's off. And then immediately there's cops on motorcycles yeah. and cars and trucks just fucking ambushing him. And <laughs> yeah, it's they called out the whole goddamn National Guard for this. Yeah, and it, it's it's actually a pretty cool little chasing. Like he's dodging all the cars and ends up jumping a cop car, and and it basically ends with uh, with him obviously going down a well worn path down a mountain road. <laughs> but uh, but obviously it's it's like a little bike track bike trail where the cops can't chase him. One of them yells out like "Get to the chopper!" And it's like yeah, it's probably the smartest thing you've said this whole time. <laughs> probably should have gotten the chopper before. Right. <laughs> Not as quiet, but at least you'd still be able to see him. <laughs> The next day, uh, the mom's, like, locking up the house, you know, securing all the windows, locking all the doors. And kids are like, we never lock up. It's like, yeah, we never had the neighbor's house set on fucking fire, too. Right? So. It's about time we started. <laughs> We've never been 
violently threatened three times this week. We should probably start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then JCVD's on the run. He comes to a crossroads, Bang literally. On the run. And he says, Clyde. And then turns around and goes back. Bom, bom, bom. And uh, <laughs> it's around this time, uh, Dunstan. Uh, the mining executive guy, uh, Joss Ackland, whatever, and some random third guy just kind of show up at the farm. Yeah. And they're basically, like, beating the shit out of the kids, like, just smacking around, chasing them around the house, and... Chase the kids into the attic, and then the son crawls out onto the window ledge, and yeah. the daughter gets captured. Yeah, and they're, and they're basically forcing the, the mom to sign sign papers, which, by the way, you don't sign your name on those documents. You no. know what you do? You write... Fuck you in your face, big bold letters, sincerely Ron Jeremy or something like that. Yeah, you just write Mickey Mouse, and then when they go to file it, it's like, I'm sorry, Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Worst case scenario, they're like, ah, well, fuck, now we gotta get another copy for you to sign. right? I mean, it's 1993, they can't just like, okay, you can sign this. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing with signing documents. You really don't have to sign your name. No, no you don't. It it could save you a lot of money down the road. Just, word of advice. Ooh, also, fun fact, uh... A check is technically a, uh, a legal document because you sign it. Uh, if you say write a check and then write paid in full, even if you're taking payments, if they cash said check, that is a legally binding contract. There you go. See? This is what we learned from movies, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah, of course, JCVD comes out to the rescue. Uh, there's the fight out on like the attic window up on the roof. There's all kinds of shit going on. Yeah, Jean Claude um, is taking these guys out one by one. Oh, then there's the part where him and uh, uh, Mr. Dunstan get in the fight, yeah. and like the hose gets turned on or something, so they're fighting in the mud. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, is this is this how it's supposed to happen? Two men. <laughs> wet and rolling around in the mud yeah. fighting to the death. Yeah, but then Mr. Dunson gets a pitchfork because Jean-Claude has to oh, dodge shit. that and rolling around and, ah, la, la. and then Jean-Claude uh, basically flips him over his head into the windshield of a car. Through the back windshield of one of the cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Jean-Claude makes the ultimate mistake. He does not double tap. Does not double tap. And so as he's walking away, little Mookie notice here's the glass being moved. Sam, look Sam! out! Uh, Dunstan has a shotgun from yeah. out of the car and takes a shot <laughs> misses and as he's uh, racking up to take a second shot Mookie throws a little six shooter of his dad's to Sam who catches it dives through a fence or uh, through a gate for some reason blah 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 and oh, shoots oh, Mr. Dunstan oh. like eight times no I don't know <laughs> and then Mr. Dunstan vacates his bowels no um, they left that part out again no <laughs> so oh that's right he says Au revoir, fucker. Au revoir, fucker. <laughs> oh, and that's at that time uh, Franklin Hale has uh, the mom like, like held like a hostage, like, leave me alone, I get it out of here. gun to her head. And then like eight cop cars, I guess, that were chasing Sam yeah, chasing surrounding Sam. the house. And it's like, oh, this billionaire real estate developer has a hostage. Oh, and it's great, because he turns around and he... He's such a good character actor. He just gets this look on his face that is, I am fucked. Fucked. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? No. But I know what you are. <laughs> so Sam's in cuffs. Hale's in cuffs. Yeah. Uh, the children are allowed to give Sam a bunch of hugs and kisses, which, yeah. if I were the, uh, the, the sheriff's department, and all I'm looking at is on paper, 
I'm like, no, 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 family, back the fuck yeah, away from this guy. We gotta get some, we gotta get some stuff here. You've been aiding and abetting a criminal for several days now. Who uh, was in jail for murdering not, someone? Yes, yeah, not only that, there are several corpses in your yard as we mm-hmm. speak. Yeah. Your son Mookie is gonna have to testify at the murder yeah. trial for Mr. Dunstan here. Uh, by the way, we've been looking for him for a while, but still, murder is murder. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, sure, you have this nice uh, pile of $100 bills that are easily traced or whatever. Yeah, they go right back to the crime (laughs) where, again, Sam murdered a guard. Yeah, Uh, basically that family is also fucked, but they don't talk about that in the end credits. So (laughs) So fade out, beautiful music, family (laughs) safe until the the foreclosure. That's nowhere to run, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, obviously mom makes great life choices. Mom goes back inside to get another hit of meth. The kids go out looking for more strange men in their penises. (laughs) I feel like you didn't enjoy this movie, sweetie. I actually loved this movie, but I fully recognize this movie is full of really fatal flaws. And I do not blame people who don't enjoy this movie. I thought this movie was great. Yeah, me too. I I love all the actors in it except for the Arquette. Um, <laughs> Rosanna? Rosanna! Rosanna! So, uh, yeah. so, so it's like any other Joe Esterhouse movie. It's uh, it's perfectly fine until you really look at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's also, to run. I think this technically passes the, the Brechtel test or whatever. The mom and the neighbor chick have a discussion about, uh, about foreclosures on their houses, oh, and they have true. a discussion about... Uh, Barn's burning down. It's not about men. That's true. Yeah, it might pass the Bechtel test. Congratulations, Joe Westerhouse. You've finally done it. We applaud you, sir. We applaud you. <laughs> With two girls talking about cheeseburgers and showgirls or something like that. <laughs> oh, and the mom and the daughter uh, have conversations about breakfast. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Not just penises. It got close. Not just sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember ordering my breakfast with sausage. (laughs) (laughs) So that's nowhere to run. Uh, We'll take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we have fun facts. What we learned. And more beer. More beer! But everything I learned from movies returns. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please, listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself what were they thinking because we sure have so much so that we named our podcast after it what were they thinking starring me nathan and brendan every other week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to and then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. 
or you know talk about whatever yeah, no big whoop no no big whoop at all so that's what were they thinking you can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah, where can they find us? Patrick. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. (laughs) And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those might have been the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Right, bigger and better every week. And we have you to thank. I blame you. (laughs) I'm a little thirsty, babe, what you got? Ooh... In honor of springtime, because it is still technically spring until the 21st, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, we have from Joseph Brau, Spring Post. Prost. Sorry, Prost. Prost. My, Prosts. <laughs> um, my Box Style Lager, crafted, craft brewed, 7.3% by volume. Hell yeah. Uh, Prost means cheers in German, a gesture of friendship and enjoyment of the moment. Our Maibach style lager is brewed just like a celebratory beer traditionally served for May festivals. Rich and malty with slight spicy notes from Hollertau and Tetnang hops. Beer stat 7.3% by alcohol by volume and 26 IBUs bitterness. Nice. 
I'm gonna pop my top. Ooh. Oh. oh, we got a little cap for our collection. Ooh. Steve's gonna have to post pictures online. We have a very cool California State cutout we got for my aunties from Christmas. Shout out, aunties! Yeah. Uh, and you get to put bottle caps in from the beers you've tried. Mm -hmm. Alright, and the pour. Alright, didn't make very much noise. But it is a beautiful, rich, amber-colored ale. Yeah. Lots of khaki-colored head. Tiny little bubbles. Mmm, yeah, super, super malty aroma. It almost smells kind of like syrup. Steve's going in for the sip. Oh, yeah, bring them out forward. It's got a little bit of um, a little tanginess or something on it. Like it's uh, I think it's the hops. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely from the hops. Like a little kind of yeah, earthy. Very, yeah, it's because it's the, the old world hops. Yes, yeah, yeah. that earthiness and uh, yeah, super clean lager, super crystal clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a good beer. If you have a Trader Joe's, try the Joseph Brow beers. They're really good. The ones out here on the West Coast are brewed by um, Gordon Biersch. Gordon Biersch, yeah. Yeah, and that's a very sneaky 7.3% too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like nothing. It's Steve, delicious. You want to get fucked up on a spring day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the German way. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so you want to hear some fun facts? Fun facts are super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Ah, uh, yes. This movie was originally written by Joe Esterhaus and Richard Marquant. Uh, it was called Pals and then evolved into Nowhere to Run. Uh, it was a character-driven drama with no without action sequences. The only retaining element, though, uh, was that it was about an escaped convict who fall in love with a neighboring widow and becomes a father figure to her children. Esther House disowned the final product, and the movie was produced under the working title Pals and Crossing the Line. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme later said the script was not that good. The writer told me he was going to fix everything. I was in his house. He shook my hand. He promised me, but he didn't fix it. All right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Rosanna Arquette. She apparently disliked working with Jean-Claude Van Damme and stated in many interviews that she only took the role because good parts were few and far between. <laughs> Damn, these are all kind of negative. Um. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, here we are. When uh, Ted Levine's character, uh, Mr. Dunstan, when he falls back dead to the ground... Uh, he has his arms up either side of his head, the same way that Buffalo Bill died in Silence of the Lambs. Hey! Mr. Levine played Buffalo Bill. Yeah. And the best fun fact of all, Sven Olthorsen was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the patron saints of our podcast. When are we going to do his month? <laughs> oh, we better. We better soon. Sven Timber. Sweetie, what did we learn from Nowhere to Run? I learned as long as you're a good, you're good looking, you can be a total drifter carrying weapons and all of that and some coked out chick will fuck you. Alright. <laughs> what did you learn, Steve? I learned that Jean-Claude Van Damme likes top heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you guys have so much in common. I also learned if you uh, get your ass kicked by somebody in the name of family, mm -hmm. someone will glaze your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I also learned if your son goes by the name Mookie, mm -hmm. I approve. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Didn't you have a kitty named Mookie? I did for a long, long time. Aww. A wonderful little jungle cat. Meow. So yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify. We're on Stitcher now. Podcast Addict. Belly oh, Spotify. <laughs> um, 
Hum- iTunes. Human Sentai Pod. All those podcatchers. I mean, we're on uh, uh, Pod and Roxanne. My little, Zeus my, my little pod niece. <laughs> <laughs> Big trouble, little iPods. Yeah. <laughs> and little shuffles. Uh, but yeah, we really appreciate it. Check us out at uh, untidyvenus.etsy.com for my wife's yeah. wonderful art. I got a whole set of movie monsters who love kittens, field guides to movie monsters and pokeballs, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, of course we have a Patreon page, so uh, if you like what yeah. you listen to, throw us a couple bones, uh, get some... Uh, Get some sweet, sweet swag. We have some levels where if you donate a certain amount per month, I will personally make you some art every month. That's right. Yeah. Can't beat that. The price is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Nowhere to run to, to baby. baby. Nowhere to hide. Everywhere I your face I see every step I take you take with me